everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, so uh, fair warning. I don't know how long this episode is going to take, but I have a lot to say on this topic, and I'm on fire. So if you're not ready for um, a fiery message from Michelle this morning, uh, I would highly suggest that you just hit pause, maybe go to a different episode, go listen to some classical music, whatever it is that your heart needs today. Um, But I've got some things to say, okay? Um, So first of all, let me start this off saying that um, everyone from the history of man all the way till the present moment, everyone is in what I call a holy struggle. Okay, we're all seeking a certain amount of uh, justice, wholeness, and peace in our life. Okay, um, uh, it, it's kind of like uh, uh, we are for ourselves and for other people. And if you believe in a higher authority, it's like a midwife that's watching each of us in this struggle. We're trying to create more beauty, uh, more life. Okay, so we're all in this holy struggle. And many people are in the holy struggle, uh, even if it seems like it's just a struggle, okay? I've got a lot of uh, coaching clients right now going through some really heavy life stuff, and they see it just as a struggle, and I see it as that beautiful butterfly coming out of the cocoon. Um, But the cocoon is that nasty, messy soup right? Um, And this beautiful butterfly is coming out. It's a new level um, of life. Uh, They're leveling up, but it just seems like a struggle, okay? So this idea of a holy struggle is really just practicing, right? Getting better at life. Um, We're growing. We're Um, I look at it as um, greater and greater levels of being able to extend love, honor, and beauty. So what that means is that you are practicing um, some sort of daily personal uh, reflection. Um, You're trying to understand, you know, why do these things bother me? What are my triggers? How can I change myself, right? Um, And so you're, you're daily kind of renewing your mind, your thinking, right? So everything that we talk about on this podcast. So when you are doing that kind of internal change, it's natural that you are going to be able to extend more love, honor, and beauty to other people. Okay. So your growth and development matters because when you do your daily work and transform and renew and make adjustments and, you know, come into greater um, levels of harmony and alignment, you're a different person. So you can joyfully serve other people in a different way. So we want to be in this holy struggle, this mystery of life, this what I call worthy chaos. Okay, we really want to be there. Now, some people, they have experiences of struggle and drama and craziness, not because they're kind of in this holy struggle, but because they're at a lower level of awareness where they're avoiding their feelings, right? They're not focusing on getting better they are somehow separating themselves in order to protect themselves. So that looks like um, everything from, uh, you know, I'm going to close off my heart and not love anybody because I've been hurt before to, um, you know, I'm going to put up, you know, I'm going to create this little community that's completely separate from other people. So only the people like me can live in this community. Okay. Also, um, they have this drama and craziness because, They are denying other people's experiences or needs in life. Um, They're just outright denying that that's even a thing, right? So think about not just cancel culture, but this idea of 
uh, you know, someone is sharing their heart, their life, their preferences with you. Um, and because you don't believe that you just deny them. Right. And then an, an, another reason why they're having this drama and craziness is this, there's too much focus on rules, right? The right, the wrong, and the judging. So even though these people are at that lower level of awareness, they're still kind of, you know, they're struggling, but it's maybe not the holy struggle. It's a destructive struggle, if you will. So there's a quote by Abraham Heschel that I have on a post-it note here, and it says, the future of the human species depends upon our degree of reverence for the individual man. I'm going to read that again. The future of the human species depends upon our degree of reverence for the individual man. So in essence, do we truly believe that every person has worth? That every soul is indispensable? that all people are valuable. Yes, even those lowest awareness judgers. Okay, so how, let's bring this into your life. So the boss that drives you nuts, your coworkers, your sister-in-law, your uh, maybe a social media bully, um, ignorant people around you, the racist, right? Um, someone with an opposite political affiliation. <gasps> I know I'm getting real folks. Okay. The immigrant, the criminal, someone from a different religion, the rich, the poor, the differently abled. Do you truly believe that every person has worth that every soul is indispensable? Yes. I'm, I'm giving you a pregnant pause here. All right, so let me give you an example. <laughs> As I've gone through um, the last year um, with the divorce proceeding, and it's taken about a year to get there, and I've been more honest about the abuse that I have experienced and that I also let linger for a while for many different reasons. Um, many people, as I'm sharing the story, their reaction is to bash my soon-to-be ex, okay? I totally understand that. I get it. That's kind of human. You know, you, you try to have empathy and compassion for someone who's hurting and you might go a little overboard and say, you know, I'm going to show you that I'm on your side. So I'm going to bash this other person who's hurt you. But three things I want to share with that. Number one, he is doing his best. Okay. Just like everybody else in life, he is doing his best. Sure. It might not be great. And that's the whole reason why I made the choices I made, but he's still doing his best. So should we as a group bash him while he's doing his best? I would hope not because I would hope that you wouldn't do that to me. Okay. The second thing is, uh, I think I've shared this on a past episode, but um, <laughs> for a total of seven and a half minutes of my lifetime, I've actually been dead. Uh, so there were three death experiences, like clinically dead, um, documentation for all that. And during the second experience, um, I won't tell you all about it, but I will tell you this, that um, I did go through kind of a, a life review. Um, some people might call it a judgment. But in that moment, it was not like, hey, here you did good, there you did bad. It was, I went through every experience I ever had in my life, and I felt the feelings of the other person or people 
who were in that experience. So it wasn't me making them feel that way. I just felt their experience. So for example, many of the the early childhood um, things that I went through with my parents, oh my gosh, I could feel their frustration, their overwhelm, their sadness, their anger, their triggers, their trauma. And it gave me such a different perspective and understanding. Um, and, and so I was, you know, when I finally came back to my body and came back to life, uh, life changed for me, wildly different. Um, I was able to see and feel and know other people's experiences different than I ever had before. And also this idea of this final judgment that some people talk about. Um, I am very cognizant of people around me. I also realize I'm not responsible for your feelings. So if you feel some, you know, frustration, even at this episode, I, I totally get that. Um, and I'm okay with that. I can handle that. Um, because it's again, part of that holy struggle. Okay. So, you know, if, if we're, if we're choosing to, to bash Josh, just know you're going to feel some feelings in the end and you might not like it. So be careful. Um, and also, um, you know, bashing him just kind of adds to the problem. I, I'm not doing that. Um, honestly, what I'm doing is I'm using discernment. I'm making adjustments. I'm boundering up um, uh, lots and lots of boundaries. Uh, and I'm loving from afar. So I'm not saying, you know, hey, you're doing your best. I'm going to stay with you. No, I'm making choices for myself. But I don't have to bash him and make things worse. Okay. Because all of these people that we just, you know, listed out that, that might be causing you issues in life, guess what? It's not about them. It's about you. And do you believe that even those people have worth? All right. If you truly believe that, how do your actions show that these people have worth? How do your actions show that they have worth? Again, I'm not saying, you know, uh, people please or anything like that. You can create good boundaries and, and that kind of thing and still have love, honor, and respect for a person. But if you truly believe that all people have worth and value and dignity, how does that show up in your life? Now, one thing I can tell you throughout this whole experience, especially in the last few months, um, is that judgers are coming out of the woodwork, okay? Um, and and honestly, the ones who are judging the most are coming from two or three different kind of organizations or groups or institutions. And um, one of the things that they all have in common, they are, are religious organizations. And I find that highly ironic. And I just laugh all the time because I will go to these, um, you know, meetings and they'll sing a song. Um, and basically, and I love this song. I've always loved it. But I just chuckle when we get to that point, because the, there's the one line that says, guard each man's dignity and save each man's pride. And I, again, I just have to laugh at this because here's a room full of people who definitely are not doing that for me, but they think they are, okay? Because they're doing it for each other, just not for the people that think differently or have a different experience, okay? So as that is occurring, what do we do? We have to remember that low awareness is all about ego, okay? And ego is um, a search for safety, security, success, uh, image, control, 
um, really about trusting yourself only. Um, it's, it's someone who has quote unquote figured out life, right? There's no more mystery to life. They're more closed minded. Um, they're also uh, maybe avoiding opportunities for dark nights of the soul because they don't want to see what in the world is in there. Um, they're not reflective people. They're rule oriented people. Okay. Again, not nothing wrong or bad about them. That's just where they are in their awareness level. Okay. So I want to talk briefly about the difference between judgment and discernment because they are wildly different. The energy behind them is completely different. So when you're in a place of judgment, you're saying, okay, X is right. Y is wrong. Okay. Again, nothing wrong or bad about that. It's just one way to live. Um, for many, many generations prior to, to what we're experiencing today, um, yeah, that has been um, how we've lived life, right? When someone says common sense is no longer, what they're saying is a common set of right and wrong is no longer, which actually didn't really exist. That's an illusion thinking that it did. Um, but what's really happened over time is that people who did not uh, ascribe to the norm are actually speaking up more and more and more. And so it's become the norm for everybody to have an individual experience. And so there's no longer this kind of idea of what is right and what is wrong. So the people who say there's no more common sense or, you know, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, they're the people who are basically saying everybody around me having a different experience is the problem. Okay. Again, that's ego, low self-awareness. So when you're in a place of judgment, Basically, you are dismissing or even missing because it might not be dismiss is more of an active, miss is more of a passive, maybe you're unaware, you know, but you're dismissing the sanctity and value of another. Now, it could be another person, it could be another idea, it could be another way of living or experience. So you're basically taking something outside of your, you know, constituted realm and dismissing it. That's what judgment is, okay? So what about discernment? Because that is very different. So judgment is kind of like canceling. If you're not on board with me, I cancel you. Okay. Discernment, on the other hand, says that, you know, X might be healthy and constructive for me. And Y is unhealthy or unsafe for me. Okay. And this is very, um, uh, this is, it all depends. Right. So I think the other day I did a podcast episode where I referenced Oreos. Are, are Oreos healthy or unhealthy? It really depends. Um, how about gluten? Is gluten healthy or unhealthy? It really depends. Right. There's a sliding scale of that. Right. And so um, depending on what you believe, you need to make that adjustment for yourself. OK, so if you really, truly believe that Oreos are going to hurt you, you better not eat them. If you truly, truly believe that, you know, um, uh, if, if you get a divorce, you're going to hell, well, I, I hope you'll do everything possible to make sure that that doesn't happen, right? But that's for you to decide. That's not for you to decide and now go tell everybody that that's what they have to do. That's judgment, okay? Discernment is really, really important. So I'm not saying that there's no quote unquote right or wrong. What I'm saying is that there are things that are um, constructive and things that are not. Okay. But when you've come from a place of discernment, there's no less value or worth for the other options. So you say for myself, I'm making this decision, 
but you're not judging other people for making a different decision. You're still giving them their value and worth. You know, some people will ask me about, you know, the big ticket political items. I'll tell you this for myself personally, um, no matter what the item is that we're talking about, I err on the side of choice and freedom. That is where I err because if I start to take away someone else's choice, freedom and rights, the same can happen to me. And that does not align with what I'm talking about today. Okay. So that's where I err. However, if you ask me, you know, that's my political view. If you ask me my individual view and I would say, well, with this issue, this is what I would individually choose for myself because I feel like that is healthy for me. That's discernment, but I'm allowing all other people to have their choice. Okay. Judgment would be to say, this is my personal choice. And now everybody else has to have the same choice. See the difference? Okay, so when you're in discernment, again, there's no less value or worth for the person, idea, or experience, and you also have positive action for change. Okay, there's actually something healthy that happens from it. With judgment, there's not. There's just usually more shame, blame, and, and density. Okay, all right, so here's the nitty gritty of what I want to talk about today. PhDs, of which I'm one, pastors, Politicians and Pollyannas are some of the judgiest people I know. These are the people who figured out how to do life. They have a very uh, low awareness and a very high ego. Sometimes it's frustrating to be around them <laughs> because they can't see it in themselves. However, do I, do you, do we see their worth anyway. And not because of their position, their title, their achievements. Do we see their worth as an individual human? Because guess what? We can also get trapped in our ego, right? We have to do our own daily work. So when we talk about changing your thinking, you know, reflecting, uh, you know, how did that thing go for you? What, what did you love? What did you learn? What do you want to do differently? Right? That's doing your daily work. Because our inherent human nature is uh, this lust for power, right? An infatuation for war and competition and a drive for envy and greed. So our daily work, we have to really change our thinking to make sure instead of this lust for power that we're going after the win, 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 right? So it's not about me, but it's about we. So how can I find the win for everybody involved here in this infatuation with war and competition? How can I work more collaboratively with other people? And, uh, you know, the drive for envy and greed, how can I um, you know, change and, and go into action, but do it from a place of what I call a sovereign group member, where I am going after what I want, but also recognizing what everybody else in the group wants too, right? And realizing that when I come upon resistance from someone, especially these low awareness folks, that resistance doesn't mean no, you just might have to find another way. Okay, so I'll give you a great example. Working within the education system is sometimes very challenging, especially when you're working at the higher levels, because you've got a lot of people bringing ego to the table, which is my biggest professional pet peeve. 
However, that creates a lot of resistance. And so I have done things like create the coaching academy and do my leadership development trainings so that I can have impact influence um, and in this collaborative win-win-win kind of way within everybody within the system. So I've scanned the system and said, okay, going to those rooms where they're making decisions might not be the best place for me right now because there's a lot of resistance there. Okay. So I'm going to love you from afar. I realize that you guys are not, you know, the most constructive people to work with right now. So I'm going to find those people who are. You see that discernment? So there's no judgment. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here. I'm just discerning and making an adjustment. Okay. All right. So listen, here's the thing. The age of right and wrong is done. Ooh, feel how you feel about that statement, okay? The age of right and wrong is done. Enter more right, okay? So no longer right and wrong judgment. We're, we're more right. What is the more right way to look at it? How can we work together? How can we collaborate? How can we honor all people? Because life really can truly be lived when we are concerned for everyone's safety and security and success. Not your definition of what that means, but everybody's individual definition. And yes, I realize that that alone could, could go into a whole different series of podcast episodes, but there it is. Okay. Again, going back to Abraham Heschel, the future of the human species depends upon our degree of reverence for the individual man. Okay. Now let me talk to those people who feel that they are a faith filled individual, a religious person, someone who, um, uh, worships a higher power. I'm going to get real with you. I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you ready? Because some of you are the most judgiest people I know. I love you. Love you. Love you. And I'm going to spend a lot less time with you in the future. I need you to do your work, okay? The world needs you to do your work and move from right and wrong to more right, from judgment to discernment, all right? This is just me. This is Michelle. I'm your friend. I'm, I'm getting real with you. Are you ready? All right. Is your faith so weak that you can't allow a conversation with someone with differences? Is your faith so weak that you feel the need to tell others they're wrong and bash them? Is your faith so weak that you believe in evil, harm, and darkness in every corner? Is your faith so weak that you can't trust others to do the right thing? Is your faith so weak that you are on constant alert for danger, which means you attack and defend all day long? Is your faith so weak you feel the need to dominate other people to get your own way. Is your faith so weak that you believe that you and your people are right and all others are wrong? Is your faith so weak that heaven on earth means forcing others to live the way that you do? Is your faith so weak that you put your success, safety, and security above all others? Is your God so small that he only loves you? and judges everyone else. Yep. Those are good questions. And let me tell you, 
I'm asking myself the same, right? Because I'm never going to ask you to do something that I don't do for myself. We're all in a holy struggle. We're all trying to have more justice, freedom, and peace in our lives. We're all coming from different awareness levels, different experiences in life, different choices we're making. And because of that, listen, conflict is inevitable, okay? But how you choose to see yourself and others in that conflict and and working your way towards a resolution makes all the difference. And this is what the world and our future is depending on. You have to do your part. Do you truly believe that every single person has worth? Every single soul is indispensable. If you truly believe that, how is that showing up in your life? So my big challenge for you today, as you go about your day and you're interacting with all these people in your life, whether it be in the social media world, the real world, your home, community, work, whatever it is, your challenge today in every single interaction, at least as much as you can remember, because you're doing a new thing. But in every single interaction, I want you to find one thing that is highly valuable about that other person. If that is the only thing you choose to focus on this whole entire day, you will have made the world a better place. I love you. I love you. I love you. The age of right and wrong is done. We are into more right. Please ditch the judgment for discernment. Make good choices for yourself and allow other people to do the same. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.